0: What's up, Dashley family? Welcome back to Big Little Life with Dashleys. I'm Dallin. This is Ashley. Hello. Hello, 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 hello. First off, our last podcast we released a little bit late, so it was only a few days ago. So if you're one of those people who check in the beginning of the week for the new one, just know that there is another one before this that was just released, I think, like Thursday or Friday. So go back and check that one out first and then come back to this one, because that was a fun one. We were in Park City by ourselves. We were. <laughs> Ashley found these books. I do not know where.
1: I found them on Amazon. I f- saw them on Instagram. At, how did you
0: come across these?
1: So I've seen these before. They're essentially books that were originally printed in the early 1900s or late 1800s. And they've been reprinted. And people read them and laugh at what their life ad- used to be. They're
0: advice for husbands and wives and so I have, parents. Yeah, and I it's, have, it's hilarious. They're like
1: little pocketbooks and they're called the first one is called don'ts for wives and it was originally printed in 1913
0: i have don'ts for husbands and
1: then i have also printed in
0: 1913 and then i have
1: a gem of a book called don'ts for mothers and it was printed in 1878
0: (laughs) and if you ever
1: like find yourself existing in a space where you wonder why like why is this a thing
0: you just crack open this book and you see, oh, this used to and be you, culturally normal. You
1: see like this, <laughs> whatever it is that's bugging you about our culture, a hundred times more present. What is it? 1878. Like, I can't do math. I don't want to try. A long time that's ago. okay.
0: It's coronavirus. I'm going
1: to read some to you. To all you mothers out there.
0: These are don'ts for mothers.
1: Okay, here's one. Okay, then one. I'm going to
0: read from don'ts for husbands after this
1: don't hold children's parties they are one of the great follies of the present age Ugh. where children are dressed up like grown-up women stuck out in petticoats and encouraged to eat rich cake and to drink wine and to sit up late at night their pure minds are blighted
0: Did they feed wine to kids in eight, late know. 1800s listen
1: to this one i just think of all of the people i know who are like oh i think my kids watch too many video games or like watch tv too much uh, this is what mothers in 1878 were thinking about with their sons. Don't neglect the educative possibilities of the stamp collecting mania. So all these moms who are like, I don't know about stamp collecting. It's. Oh, it's,
0: Henry's been spending a lot of time collecting those stamps.
1: Back in my day, all boys did was fish. <laughs> so it says don't worry Tape about to the plow don't worry about the stamp collecting mania a youth may become quite an authority on geography through this pastime. he will pour over an atlas in the way some boys would look would with a book of adventure an atlas <laughs> i don't know how to collect stamps i guess you like look at you try and get a stamp from every state or country who knows don't let visitors see a sick child. They will to excite, distract, and irritate him, and help to consume the oxygen of the atmosphere. A sick room is not a proper place, either for visitors or gossips. I agree.
0: <laughs> Do not gossip in the sick room. That's hilarious.
1: This was also written for wealthy people who had servants. Don't select a sick nurse who is either too old or too young. If she be old, she is often garrulous and prejudiced. If she be young, she is frequently thoughtless and noisy. Therefore, choose a middle-aged woman.
0: (laughs) For your servant. I've always said that myself.
1: This is so funny. Okay,
0: I have some don'ts for husbands. Are you ready? Okay. All right.
1: This, okay, I've read through this and it's hard not to get... My feistiness peaked.
0: <laughs> this will trigger, This'll you tr- know, anybody who it's, believes that women should be equal to men. When you read it, which you're should like, be everyone, might I just add?
1: You're like, when you read these, you realize how far we've come.
0: <laughs> May I <laughs> For say, real? you're okay. just like, oh, whoa, it's not that bad. <laughs> okay, here you go. Don't nag your wife if she has burnt the cake or forgotten to sew on a button. She doesn't want to be told of it over and over again. See, that's pretty good. Some of this stuff is actually timeless good advice, you know? And now, on for another. Don't tease your wife about every pretty girl you meet. She may not be jealous to begin with, but after a while, she may begin to think that there is something in it.
1: This one's for wives. Don't talk to your husband about anything of a worrying nature until he has finished his evening meal.
0: See, that's what I tell you every <laughs> day. hears
1: these and he's like, Ooh, "Damn that nice. I'm
0: still eating my steak. <laughs> all right don't interfere with your wife's household management nothing upsets servants more than interference in matters of detail from the master of the house don't forget to be master (laughs) in your own house but see that your wife is the mistress there you go see i've also always said that this book is ringing true to me (laughs) all right don't domineer over the servants Unwilling service is never good, and a kind word or a pleasant smile will do wonders in the way of saving your wife from being harassed.
1: Here's one. Don't, quote unquote, manage your husband too visibly. Of course, he may require the most careful management, but you don't want your friends to think of him as a henpecked husband. Above all, never let him think you manage him Mm. while managing him.
0: Right go behind your husband's back and and deceive and lie to him don't grudge an occasional evening at the theater if you spring it on her as a pleasant surprise your wife will be all the more delighted don't spend night after night at your club leaving your (laughs) wife alone to count the hours until you return don't say she needn't stay up for you you know quite well that she can't sleep until you are safe at home don't insist on her always being home when you come in she will like to be there to receive you as often as she can. But if you try to make a rule of it, she'll consider it a grievance.
1: Don't let your husband get into the habit of never noticing when you wear a new gown. Some men would be none the wiser if their wives were wore sackcloth and ashes. But it is very discouraging to wives. Don't let your husband feel that it is a matter of indifference to you if he wears his socks wrong side out or odd boots on his feet. Men are such idiots. (laughs) Some men are absent-minded enough even for this. And if they can't keep a valet, a butler, their wives should see that they dress properly.
0: Wow. Man, that's rich. This is good stuff. We've been reading these on Cameos for people who... Who request us to send them a cameo on the app cameo. And it is so funny. Like for their wives or husband's anniversary or the birthday or something. Hilarious. Okay. Well, we thought we would read a little bit of these every once in a while on the podcast. Definitely on the Taking Sides podcast. I I can't think of a better advice to start off with a marriage podcast than this.
1: Every wedding we go to, they will be receiving these books as their gift.
0: They're hilarious. It was like 17 bucks for three of them. Yeah. I'm going to put the link to these books in the show notes for this podcast, by the way, if you're interested, because this is seriously having these sitting on like a coffee table or as a wedding present. This is seriously the best wedding present that you can give. It's just something that's, well, besides gift cards and cash. But no one wants $17. And sex things. But this is just a little book that like sitting next to the toilet in your house or sitting on your coffee table is like an instant conversation starter, instant like laugh laugh creator and it's hilarious so anyways i'll put the link in our description of the podcast
1: don't let your wet nurse succumb to fretting <laughs> she ought strictly to avoid do you know what a wet nurse is? is that you, for uh, you babies? hire them to nurse your babies don't let your wet nurse succumb to fretting she ought strictly to avoid crowded rooms her mind should be kept calm and unruffled nothing disorders the milk so much as passion and other violent emotions on the mind there's a mm-hmm. lot about wet nurses in here. Don't sure allow a is. wet nurse to remain in bed until a late hour and then continue in the house as if she were a fixture. What is a wet nurse? You hire them to take to like nurse your baby for you. Don't cram a wet nurse with food and give her strong ale to drink. Keep her hungry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> She's basically uh... your slave. Stay tuned for more Big Little Life with the Dashleys. We are supported by BetterHelp. You guys know that Ashley and I are all about improving ourselves and our mental health and the health of our relationship. And BetterHelp is an online option where you can connect with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. It is so convenient. You can get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions. You can even chat and text with your therapist. There are over 3,000 US licensed therapists across all 50 states specializing in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Anything you share is confidential. This is available worldwide and you can start communicating in under 24 hours. There is financial aid available for those who qualify. It's secure, it's convenient, and it's professional and affordable. It's especially affordable for you guys, Big Little Life with a Dashless listeners, because you'll get a 10% off your first month coupon code with discount code. Dashley's. So why not get started today? Go to BetterHelp.com Dashleys. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor that you will love. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. That's BetterHelp.com Dashleys. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... Okay, uh, Ash, we released a vlog a few days ago announcing something rather big. We we announced. We aren't pregnant, but.
1: But it's like (laughs) anticlimactic. We're open to being pregnant. We're open to it. No, we're going to start trying probably. I have an OB appointment at the end of this month. And then I know it kind of takes a minute for your body to regulate after being on. What do you call it? birth control birth control so however long it takes i guess
0: george it took six months james it took one day
1: james was not a birth control baby i was not on anything when we had her
0: oh we didn't think we needed to be
1: right i was misinformed you're like oh (laughs) right after you're pregnant i'm good
0: yeah i'm nursing it doesn't happen it does turns out it does people just so you know
1: if you've ever watched the duggars they have 19 kids the mom one of her quotes that has stuck with me probably since the moment when I had James was she talks she has like this cute voice and she says like I'm just blessed to be able to conceive children while still nursing (laughs) blessed that's me that's me too me too it's also me it's a sign it's a sign so we want three kids and it's kind of it's really cool it kind of feels like the first baby a little bit like that excitement, but it's instead of the start of a chapter, it's kind of the end of a chapter where you're kind of your family is complete. And like, I don't want to say we we're not open to, to like, if there's a child who we feel needs us or we could help out. I don't like, I know there's so many situations where someone could come into our family, but this will be the last time I like
0: conceive a child,
1: create a child. Yeah. So we're really excited and it'll be really cool and we'll probably do it a little differently this time around as far as like how we film and what we film. I just want to be like chill. (laughs) I don't know like last time we did weekly pregnancy updates and I just I almost got bored doing them.
0: Was it stressful for you?
1: It was like I don't know. I'm excited to see. I feel like I've done a lot of personal like self-esteem and body image and I didn't realize how much worth I put on how I looked or how much I weighed or what size clothing I fit into. And I feel like I've made a lot of progress there. So I'm hoping this can be like less of a miserable experience and I can...
0: Like a cathartic pregnancy. Just like
1: healing. I just want to enjoy it. Uh, And I, I can honestly say I didn't enjoy my last pregnancies because I was so caught up in how much my body was changing. Like I felt so ashamed and disgusted and embarrassed by how I looked and I didn't like people to look at me and I didn't like to go anywhere and it was just really miserable so I'm really hoping not to experience like I'm I wouldn't be having a baby again if I felt like I couldn't do better this time so I think I'm I'm excited to be like proud of myself kind of yeah to be like to feel brave instead of feeling like gross or to feel like I'm so awesome versus every month I get uglier, yeah, kind of
0: yeah that's not that's not healthy, nope, we're happy it's to think
1: no it's not hello, depression,
0: yeah. no, yeah, I'm excited for you too to like honor it's a, such a beautiful thing, I would always say like, Ashley, this is beautiful. Like, this is awesome. And she would just hate when I said stuff like that because she would think she looks so ugly. Right. And so, yeah, I think this will be really healthy for all of us. And for me, I feel like I'm just in a lot better headspace, frame of mind, self-accepting, uh, emotions, regulating, content, beautiful state. Like
1: Dallin and I both are, we just want to be in control. And I'm excited to do this too,
0: more to be like an intentional uh,
1: not let our anxieties kind of drive the ship
0: yeah yep so it's going to be good all around i'm sure that we, we it say will this a and then we get into like
1: no but like i want to be very <laughs> new baby's born I'm...
0: we're just going crazy no it's going to be awesome it's going to be we have high hopes and and we're really excited for it and we're going to obviously still document it but just as we as we uh just as it feels natural rather than Feeling like we need to do like weekly things, like Ashley said.
1: Well, I just think I think you'll see it and I wanna talk about it regularly. I just don't I don't know if it'll be like week thirty two. Watch it watch us do it, but <laughs> I don't know. No.
0: I think it's yeah. Anyways, but yeah, so go watch that video if you haven't. We were in Park City when we filmed it and
1: I feel I have this fear. I don't know if fear's the right word. This the girl we just well, I think her name was Emily. Was it Emily? No, it was, was a different with one. Triplets. Yeah. Where she was trying for one more after two. Like yeah. They're like... And, you know, like the end. Yeah. The bookend of their family.
0: God's like, oh, you just want one more, huh?
1: <laughs> He's like, everyone, Code Red, get down here.
0: <laughs> She's only doing one more. Send in the troops. We need as many as we you can. We pack as many in there as we can. Yeah, we'll see. We will see. But that, that chapter is starting, the next chapter.
1: And it's cool and exciting and... It's fun to watch George and James. I remember when I had James, I was so, so worried that George would just be impacted negatively. Like, because he was such a baby, I was afraid he wouldn't have enough attention. And probably a lot of like, oh, I'm having my second baby. These are my fears about my first baby. And now we see them and they're besties and they're, or they're learning to become besties. And they play with each other and they help each other be brave and feel Like they never feel alone, even when Dallin and I aren't there because they have each other. And it's cool to, to know that we're going to give them kind of like another.
0: I just am so excited to see both of their faces and caring for this little newborn. Yeah. Because they're old enough to like hold it. and To be
1: excited, kind of.
0: Change its diaper and stuff.
1: No. (laughs) I'm just kidding.
0: But they'll, they'll just (laughs) bathe them, you know drive him to his nursery so it's just gonna be really cute and cathartic for both of us and we just feel like we're in a really healthy place to welcome baby number three uh-huh. and four and five into our life
1: and another cool thing is like we live in a neighborhood now so like our neighbors saw the video and they were, they were like oh my gosh our kids said you're pregnant and we were like no no not yet <laughs> also i didn't know your 10 year old son watched our vlogs <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: um, that means we, we did but a it's good cool. job.
1: It's cool to be like in a place where we have people who care about us. With George, we had just moved. So it was just us. And with James, we had just moved. So it was just us again. And it was
0: kind of like that apartment life where all of your neighbors are transient too. And you don't really know many of them. And
1: You guys have to tell us if you were late. But I I went from living in college apartments where people are are fairly like, let's get to know you and friendly. And we moved I think that's to, just BYU culture. I don't know. We moved <laughs> to these non-college apartments. Howdy, neighbor. <laughs> no, like <laughs> people just have their own lives. And I we did not even see our next door neighbor the whole time we lived in one of our apartments. For
0: real, none of them, all three of them.
1: And it like rubbed off on us. And if we were like leaving the the door and i heard them leaving too i'd be like nope we got to wait <laughs> we, can't, we can't ruin this after now after a while it
0: just becomes weird so you feel like you should know them but you don't yeah
1: so you just hide until they're gone just oh, i never did that but well you're you're it not it must as be weird something you did
0: we definitely heard our upstairs neighbors thought their washing machine was like always had a heavy blanket in it and it was trying to dry <laughs> you know yeah. turns out it wasn't their washing machine it was just their bedroom was who have ears to hear let them hear
1: that's what you say
0: <laughs> all right <clears throat> what's next on the docket i'm reading a book called no more mr nice guy and i just want to recommend it to every single person in the world real quick <laughs> mainly, not me because dylan
1: tells me and he's like you say the same thing as this guy like the guy who wrote the book
0: yeah and also you say some things like like you're like it could have been written no more mistress's nice girl oh you know yeah, oh, yeah. on some of the bo- both sides of the but man i have never had a single book open my eyes so much to unhealthy behavior patterns and so, thought process that i have fallen into personally as as um a nice uh, even guy. growing up in high school and stuff and then getting married so many other things kicking in Basically, boils down to this: a "quote-unquote" nice guy is a person who thinks that if they're good, does everything right, hides their mistakes, and meets other people's needs, then they will be loved, and have their needs met, and have a problem-free kinda life. Kind of
1: like if you think you're a people pleaser, I would.
0: If you think you're a people pleaser or somebody that's kinda who more needs the to hide term. their flaws or be good or like meet other people's needs. Uh, and and then because you do that, you'll have a problem-free life and get your needs met and be loved. Mm-hmm. Then uh, you should read this book. Basically, it it goes into like people's childhood, childhoods, 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 where it they kind of set the pattern for like ab- abandonment experiences that children have had. Children are naturally um, self-centered, and they they uh, the conclusions that they come to in their sweet little minds is I must be the reason that I was abandoned. And the conclusion is that I must not be okay the way I am. I need to become who others need me to be in order to be loved and get my needs met. And it starts in childhood for whatever abandonment experiences you had as a child, you learn for whatever reason you internalize that I must not be okay or likable just the way I am. I need to change that or learn to be what others expect me to be in order to get my needs met and be loved. And Is eventually as you grow up, you start to become like a chameleon like person who learns to like, just become what others expect them to be. And, um, but subconsciously you're creating these covert contracts where you're like, if I do this, then I'll expect you to do this for me. And you're keeping score in your own head. And the other person has no idea what you're actually doing. And so it given one example they give in the book is you say, I love you to a person in order to hear. And I love you back. Or you say, I'm sorry just to hear, and I'm sorry back is another one that I thought of. And um, he says that, man, he talks about so many things and just talks about issues with sex in a relationship. The nicer the guy, the deeper the sexual, like, um, what's the word? Sexual. Like fantasy issues or like. Because, because that's definitely one thing like sexual drive or sexual needs or desires or something that nice guys feel like they need to hide. And it just comes out in darker, more secretive ways. The nicer the guy, the more secretive, the sexual
1: outlets,
0: outlets become maybe I forget. Anyways, it's just opened my mind so much to just be myself and not see Ashley as somebody that is here to meet my needs but see that, uh, like, nobody on earth has been put here to meet your needs, especially sexually. And you are to meet your own needs and then come to your partner from a place of strength and give freely without any expectation of them to give back to you mm-hmm. because you're taking care of yourself, baby. And then you can just love freely. You have an abundance mentality rather than a scarcity mentality. And he basically talks about how nice guys always have in the back of their minds the possibility of availability of their partner to have sex with them. So they're always like trying to please them or keep them happy so that the possibility of sex might still be on the table that night or whenever, you know, and so many things where I'm just like, oh my gosh, I noticed some things to greater extent or lesser extent. It's the spectrum. You know, I'm not like this total pushover nice guy, but I'm on the, I was on the nice guy spectrum. Yeah. And just changed my mindset completely about taking care of myself, thinking for myself, not needing approval from other people or not taking care of other people with the expectation they'd take care of me in return or putting Ashley's needs before mine, but
1: expecting me to expecting, do expecting same, you to or... do
0: the Like if I put your needs before mine, then I have this expectation that you'll do the same to me. And I get all resentful when you don't. Right. When you actually had no idea what I was doing. You're just like, Oh, that was really nice of him. Right. You know, but if you're taking care of yourself, then you can come to your partner and be like, what's up? Let's plan our day together. Like, what can I do for you with a, from a place of abundance rather than a place of what else do you need me to do for you? Like what's next on your list of things for me to do or whatever. Uh And it's just opened me up to just be more vulnerable and speak my feelings without fear of what people think of them or or anything else, just to be truly, authentically Dallin. And it was really, it's been really, really good, but I've already listened to it three times. It's called No More Mr. Nice Guy by Robert Glover.
1: I just remember, well, it just, you've come and talked to me about it and it's just connected so many dots for me. Like I I remember times where I would come and talk to you about my problems or issues or what was making me sad or unhappy and you were just so confused at why I would like.
0: I made it about me.
1: No, like just, well, yeah, but uh, but also like why I would even felt like I should share those things kind of like it was foreign to you.
0: In the book, he says nice guys are scared to death of people's feelings
1: yeah and of your own too but i'd be like just talk to me like why does this make you so uncomfortable i'm just telling you like it's not about you Uh you didn't do this this is just how i'm feeling like yeah because
0: when nice guys had needs in their childhood that were unmet they they concluded oh man it must not be good for me to have needs because that led to me being abandoned or and like every
1: kid has needs that are probably not i need to put my needs aside but nice guys and i see my i see that in me like Take, take it this way, this like roundabout way where it's their fault. or And I don't, I th- I don't think everyone does that. My sister mm-hmm. was talking to me about a study or a thesis kind of thing about where they studied children. And the scientists concluded that there's two types of children, orchid children and dandelion children. And dandelion children, and they can exist in the same family, are kids who just are like resilient and they can just kind of like shake off hurt or trauma or shake off people's opinions of them and they just kind of are resilient and that like stronger personality not to say they're better than orchid kids i'm pretty sure i was an orchid kid just kids who are orchid kids are kind of like the more sensitive where things impact them more and um the thing with orchid kids is they can like they can grow up to be like this beautiful orchid like you know it's this magnificent flower do amazing, great things, or if they, they just need certain, you know, like an orchid is very temperamental as far as what it will grow in and what it will thrive in. So if things aren't just right, it can fall pretty hard and just not thrive at all. Whereas a dandelion children can kind of, you know, like thrive in all different types of quote unquote soil and, and they're just more resilient and strong. And it's kind of like maybe nice guys and nice girls quote, you know, like how they explain them in your book are more of like the orchid kid who just affects them in ways that it wouldn't affect people or because they're so sensitive or whatever. Like they take it away where it's probably like they're the issue, they're the problem and they just fall pretty hard Mm -hmm. or it affects them more than it might affect your brother or your sister who went through the same thing.
0: Yeah. Interesting.
1: I don't know. It was a cool study. Look it up. Dandelion and orchid kids.
0: Cool. Well, yeah, that's uh, some insights from Dallin and Ashley lately. (laughs) All right. We have some emails from you guys that we need to read that are very, very pertinent to our current situation. Here's the first one. Oh, this one is from Tiffany and she's a full-time RVer ash
1: t-minus like seven days yeah
0: till we pick up our until rv till
1: we pull out of a rv trailer facility hoping, with a semi-truck we don't attached that. to us <laughs> yeah.
0: really like praying as hard as we can on both left and right turns basically anywhere but the freeway
1: no the freeway is the worst
0: no you're just cruising along 60 65 in the right hand lane like yeah once you get out chilling. of salt
1: lake salt lake's freeways are like a death trap to well, all. Yeah, right
0: now it's like construction every five miles not excited for Salt
1: that. lake has made the very very smart decision to erase all lines in the lanes so no one knows if they're in a lane or if they're not in and a if lane. it's
0: dark and raining heaven help you
1: you literally there are no lines there are none
0: all right tiffany says excited to hear you guys are looking for an rv we live in a heartland big country fifth wheel <laughs> full time oh that's awesome Here's some maintenance trivia for you, Dallin. Oh, she's going to she's gonna quiz me. Okay, and then does Crap. she give
1: us the answers? I don't think so. Oh, really?
0: <laughs> uh, you guys will have to tell me how I do. How often do you flush your tanks?
1: When it's full and well, before you obviously leave.
0: Obviously when it's full. I think I would flush the black tank every single time we're done with our trip. Like, yeah yeah i don't want that just sitting in there and then i'm gonna put some sprinkle some happy camper down in there with some water and let it slosh around as we drive home okay i already ordered some happy camper is like a bucket full of of like black water powder
1: may you know everything about the toilet
0: (laughs) yeah i don't want to stinky stank up in there Mm -hmm. so so happy camper has the most five-star reviews and people talk about it on all of the rving facebook groups and so you just put it in there with some water and it sloshes around on your drive home and it breaks apart things and leaves it nice and fresh with no odor for the next time
1: maybe i when we thought about trailers i i very early in the conversation said i don't want this if i have to do things with the hoses the tanks or the toilet right and now I, I fairly readily, naively said i readily agree great
0: because i'm excited to just have this thing that i do i know you're I don't
1: off- think you know what it is yet.
0: Well, not exactly. I, my
1: family had a trailer, so I've witnessed the horrors that accompany the Blackwater tank.
0: Well, maybe I'm romanticizing it in my head, but I think that I'm going to have a good attitude about it and really enjoy it. Unless something breaks and falls apart, and then I'll be really mad. All right, next question. How do you... <laughs> which Great. is what happens every time. <laughs> have that to look
1: forward to.
0: <laughs> no, I won't. I'm just going to understand and prepare myself that RVs break and really practice my handyman skills okay question number two how do you make sure the trailer is level when you park easy Please. answer tiffany we have an auto leveling system
1: and if that doesn't work
0: then we go to a different campground you
1: have a leveler like a level stick my right. parents always had the level stick and they would do it in really? the front and ours, in the back ours and has and the, the, the hydraulic
0: middle. it's a hydraulic leveling it's gonna be real nice but i do know that you still need to park on a pretty level surface because it doesn't just you know there is a limit to how much it will level I, for I think you there's
1: like a manual way to do it though too
0: mm-hmm. okay how do you make sure the trailer is level when you park We already do you have to keep the potable water tank full of water
1: mm. uh, do you know what that is because i don't know what that is well,
0: that's your fresh water tank but if you're hooked up to uh, if you're hooked up to the water like in a campsite then i don't know if you need to fill that tank or does that fill the tank and then come out your spouts you know that's a good know. question good tiffany.
1: question tiffany wish you tell wish me, you provided tell the, me the answers answer. wish you
0: provided the answers tiffany no just kidding this is fun uh let me know how i did you guys okay she says fun fact my husband has been an rv mechanic for 19 years and since we lived in one full time with our two dogs i know the answers but i'd love to see hear your answers love the podcast and your little family here's a picture of our dogs for fun cute little cuties that one looks like a
1: luna big luna
0: Mm, i'd say it's like a terrier uh type dog but i don't know if that's a it's an australian shepherd
1: mix because of the fur and the eyes
0: maybe and that one's a pit bull pit mix kind of looks like a pit bull tiffany you'll have to you're you're not giving us any answers here all right next question hi dashley family do you guys ever this is from praya mirage Priya, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm saying your name wrong. Hi, Dashley family. Do you guys ever get rude comments about homeschooling? And how do you deal with them? I've been getting rude comments from some family members about homeschooling my four-year-old.
1: It's totally normal. It is? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Like everyone I met, I was homeschooled. So everyone I met growing up, their first question in front of me to my mom or to me was, well, how are you going to make sure she doesn't turn out weird? <laughs> We're just like...
0: thank you you. very much
1: um I would I used to get really nervous about these things um until I started following this girl her name's Dr. Julie Hanks and her specialty on Instagram is kind of talking to people who are of our same like faith or religion about how to like just kind of about if they're transitioning out of that faith or like coming to terms with some things that might, they might be struggling with. Um, and a lot of people, like if you're transitioning out of being a Mormon or even transitioning into being a Mormon, or if you are nuanced in your beliefs, she just talks about how to like talk to people about those things and they're really applicable to every other situation where people just say things they shouldn't say and ask questions they shouldn't ask. Or maybe they have a right to ask them, but you also have the right to tell them however much you want to tell them or however little you want to tell them, or you can tell them, I don't want to talk about that. So if someone today were to say, hey, Ashley, I think it's really stupid for you to homeschool and your kids are going to turn out to be like total social like zeros, I would just say, wow, you have every right to think that, but it's really hurtful when you say that to me. And I would ask that you stop saying that to me. Boom. Um, and, but that's kind of one of those responses you might come up with after they walk away and leave you speechless. So you can just say things like, well, I've had, I have a really good feeling about this and it's something I really want to try. And I know a lot of people who have had a lot of success and I'm really excited and I would love your support but you like
0: just very very straightforward
1: i think this will be best for my child if oh here's a trick just include your pediatrician i throw my pediatrician into so many things and it shuts people up in a second oh it's like
0: saying god told me
1: i just say something like oh well i have been me and my pediatrician have been talking about this a lot and we really think it's the best way to go and people are like
0: oh people respect doctors and they respect god
1: they don't respect mothers you, so just throw your pediatrician and, been like, and be like, well, I've been, me and my pediatrician have been really talking about this and we, j- she thinks, and I think that it will be, be best for, for her, for our daughter right now in her life. And they'll be like, Oh, like no one's going to be like, your pediatrician's an idiot. <laughs> that's one of my mom. Ma- that's one of my tricks. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. Even if I just, I lie about my pediatrician so much, <laughs> everyone in our family is going to be like, wait. <laughs> <laughs>
0: your pediatrician talks to you about religion no just like people <laughs> no, no, was, ask weird things about the
1: kids and i'm funny like...
0: example all right here's another one ash okay sending love hello ashley and allen sending love from tu- tuscaloosa alabama so grateful for your amazing podcast i listen to both big little life and taking sides ritually i look forward to both every week and have no idea how you both do all that you do ashley i'm particularly grateful for your openness and vulnerability around postpartum anxiety as a mother of five, an eight-year-old, a five-year-old, and a surprise two-year-old triplets, <gasps> I experienced extreme postpartum anxiety, and it felt so isolating. Hearing your story of postpartum anxiety depression made me feel much less alone, and with my last pregnancy with the triplets, we had planned on trying naturally for one baby and then spontaneously had three. Cautionary tale for another time. I felt like I wasn't alone in that place of fear and felt much more confident knowing that it was not that I was a bad mother that felt because I felt this way, but because I clearly have an incredible, uh, because I have a, I clearly have an incredible mother example in Ashley that happened to have this struggle too. Thank you for being so vulnerable and open about your struggles with this. You have no idea the impact you are making around the world through sharing your experience. That was yeah. really nice of her.
1: Yeah. Did she say a question down there? Yeah.
0: She says, "All right, now onto my question. My husband and I, and while we both love teaching college-age students, I was not gifted at all in teaching young children." Totally different beast. So appreciate your early childhood education teachers like you. And struggled so much in the spring during COVID-related virtual learning. As we face what looks like at least one more semester of virtual learning, I'm concerned about kindergartner, the her kindergartner, who really struggled with online learning environment as any pre-K child, especially rambunctious boy, would and was hoping you might be able to share ideas for activities to do with him that would engage him in learning to read early math skills, excitement for learning overall, especially for those of us who are not necessarily kid people, not as a parent, but definitely when trying to teach. Number two, for Dallin and Ashley, how would you suggest not going completely insane when working from home with children in the house? Ha, 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 ho, ha, ho. Ha. <laughs> Y'all are amazing, so grateful for all you do, and excited to live vicariously through your family as you travel this fall, although Ashley maybe be careful about swimming in warm, hot, non-chlorinated water in the south. Example. Lakes, as we have nasty little critters that like it warm, hot as well. Okay. You Sorry, think. anxiety mom here, but thought it was worth warning.
1: I grew up in Georgia, and you do not need to warn me twice about the critters and creatures that live all over the South. Dallin, how many lakes have I swam in with you?
0: Zero lakes. Zero I know lakes. I swim
1: in. Well, swim is. I have gotten in. The only lake I like to get in is one in southern Utah where i don't even know if like wildlife exists in saint george haven't seen it yet um (laughs) sand hollow i
0: saw a video of a snake swimming in sand hollow
1: right i haven't seen that if i saw that i would be done well i saw the video but it looked kind of like far out not where the people were yeah yeah i don't get in lakes in the south Uh uh-huh no if there's not a snake or a huge spider or a creepy catfish there's probably a dead body or a snapping turtle nearby Mm. or an alligator just don't do it (laughs) nature is not for people in the south
0: yeah all right ash tips for engaging a kindergarten age child in reading math skills excitement for learning overall especially for people who are not necessarily kid teachers
1: right and here's the great news you don't have to be kid teacher to do it a good way um when i heard that everyone was doing virtual learning my heart i don't know if it like dropped or i just had like i just was like god that's gonna be so hard with younger grades because they are not sitters and workers like they're not like keep your head down and get your work done types of personalities um A lot of people think I just like make up all of my ideas and I come up with them on the fly and they're just like these magical thoughts that I'm blessed with. And they're not. I purchase curriculums and they're created by professionals who make professional learning paths for children. It's essentially like what teachers at school have, but it's for you at home. And they're usually a lot more streamlined because they're made for a parent- teaching one child. So it's not it's it's like just enough. It's just what you need. I have curriculums, so you just a curriculum is like um it's just like a grade level school kit for your kid. And that's what I do. I don't make up what I do with the kids. I buy a curriculum and I have day 1, this is what you do, and it goes up to like day 120. It has like as many lessons as a normal school year. Some of my favorites that you could try with your kids cost-effective plus quality, I would say good in the beautiful. They have a really quick, really good kindergarten plan. George did their preschool last year and he did so well. And it was like 15 to 30 minutes tops, but it was just very like intensive and intentional and great. Um, If you want to like dive into the beauty of homeschool and just become like a homeschool, homeschool mom, sunlight s-o-n-l-i-g-h-t has a really good curriculum that you can search grade levels and just buy a grade level kit and it will say on day one do this and this and this and this and you'll just know you've done enough to keep your kid on track what's another um i did oak meadow that was a curriculum growing up and they have a really um kind of like loose and wild and free kindergarten curriculum what other ones do you see me looking at Dallin? calvert has a really good one a becca i'm doing a becca right now it's pretty intense really it's almost too intense for me i like kind of want it to be less oh it takes me two days to do this
0: evolves because the becca you used to really like it
1: no i really like it it's really good it's just i might be a little more wild and free um kind of like less worksheet pages Mm -hmm. i would definitely look at good and the beautiful it's really cost effective especially if you're only planning on doing it for like a semester and then you could just do the rest of the year that you buy as needed to kind of supplement. But it's really minimal in a, in a good way. It's really intentional. It has beautiful illustrations and it tells you exactly what you need to do for your child. And it won't cost you more than like a hundred bucks probably. Cool. That's what I would do.
0: There you have it. And we just did a podcast, two podcasts ago, pretty sure it was, where Ashley talked about homeschooling for like a whole hour and answered so many questions and gave her experience. Hopefully you heard that
1: one. Yeah. You guys, next week's a big week for us. We are getting a trailer and I have an OBGYN appointment and we're just going to have so much good news or bad news. We're just going to have so much news. (laughs)
0: Lots of news. Lots of news. Picking up the trailer on August 31st. So if we have any big posts on August 31st or September 1st, you'll know that we got it. And if there's no posts and or a few sad stories on Instagram, you'll know we didn't get it because something happened. I don't know why we
1: wouldn't get it.
0: I don't. He said if all goes according to plan, oh, if it's COVID getting doesn't shipped throw here. any yeah. wrenches in the tire, anything like that.
1: Metaphorical.
0: Metaphorical wrenches in the tire of the truck delivering the RV. Right. Then we'll get it. <laughs> And then we'll go camping our first night and see if everything works or not. Or if our black tank drops to the ground and have to clean up all the poo. All the I just f- hear a lot of horror stories on Facebook's, Facebook pages with related to RVs. And there was a post on there that kind of... I, I started getting a little depressed after a while. Like, gosh, is RVing just like a big mess where you're always fixing problems? He you talk but then to my mom, the answer post. is yes. Yeah. But somebody made a post saying... Um, I've been feeling a little depressed lately, but so then I went and joined some other RV pages like Heartland and Keystone and everybody else is just posting problems too. And then I just realized people like the silent majority is out there having a great time in their RV. People only come and post here more often than not when they have problems or need help fixing something or something like that. So it might give the impression that like RVs are just a bunch of crap, like work and stuff, but there are plenty of people out there who aren't posting to Facebook that are just having a glorious time in their RV. Yeah. And so that helped me feel a little bit
1: more better. days than they're not
0: right people aren't just po- go hurrying up into facebook on the end of the day saying another great day in our
1: rv no problems to report here okay see
0: ya people are just going on there when they're people like people wait till this their trailers... anybody have experience with this uh, i'm, I'm yeah. stressed out i can't do this
1: or like you're i feel almost excited for when something terrible happens and we'll be like oh this is gonna blow up the facebook group
0: <laughs> yeah it'll be fun we're gonna share it all with you guys so Thanks as always for being part of the Dash Fam. Love having you guys with us and have a good week.